think any one of us is like, this is the only reason I believe. Uh-huh. I mean, for me, I'm pretty hardcore about the resurrection. That for me has to be the center of it. But it's not the only reason I believe. I've had personal experiences with the Holy Spirit. I've had personal testimonies of God working in my life in big and small ways. A life lived with the Lord and in intimacy with the Lord, the longer you live that life, the more you're going to have threads that you weave together into this tapestry that you call your faith. This is Study with Friends, a weekly dive into the answers and questions we find in the Bible, in the church, and the broader Christian faith. I'm Paige, and this week we are talking with a new group of women about reasons to believe. This episode is part of a series. You can get the rest of the episodes, learn more about the guests in this series, about the resources we provide, and about the larger work that we are doing at studywithfriends.org. The way you introduced it was watching, learning from other people's mistakes. Mm-hmm. Some of us need to make our own mistakes. Yeah. We don't learn well from other people's mistakes. Uh, and so that's a difference um, point in your testimony too, that like you were able to observe and absorb mm-hmm. versus somebody like me or someone else you guys know have to make. <laughs> 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 They're very good friends with my daughter. Uh, have to make our own kind of make our own mistakes we don't learn well from other people's mistakes and so it's just very interesting to me Mm -hmm. um and also i think there's um there's something there that i would like to lift out which is um in living life inside and outside of the bubble um it's comfortable to live in your church and be friends with all christian people that's comfortable um I have actively tried in different seasons of my life to be like, where can I engage more people that aren't Christians? But it's normal. It's natural human behavior that you end up with people who are like you. I just had another moment of that um, this yesterday because um, our dog is sick and he can't be alone. And as a result, we haven't been going to church as a family because someone has to stay here with him. Our dog sitters are Christian. (laughs) All of you guys are Christians. Anybody who I would ask to do anything like house sitting or watering our plants, watching our dog, I have no one who I could ask that wasn't a churchgoer. I was like, well, I'm not going to ask anybody not to go to church. And then I realized, oh, no, I'm in the bubble again. Like, where are the people in my life who aren't believers? Uh, (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I realized I had fallen back into the bubble. And what your testimony is reminding me is there's value on both sides when we get out into the world and out of the bubble. I know that yours is a different story because it's in your church that you're having these experiences, but still your community is not, you know, suburban privileged situation where the bubble stays not popped. Um, And I just wanted to lift that up because you're testifying to a reason that you have faith that some of us who live in a bubble are, um, missing out on yeah and I'm so grateful for that experience and like it's definitely changed me as a person too because even at my Christian like high school like at first like I was definitely not friends with people before I became friends with you guys like I was friends with people who were going down that path Mm. and like that's something that really made me like stop take a look at my life and be like okay I see what path they're going down because I've seen other people go down it and how just ruining it is for their family their friends for themselves and that was a huge point in my life where I stopped and I was like I can't really hang out with these people as much as I am because 
I'm getting influenced. So I I need to know where change it ends. that, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's changed my friend group. It's changed my life. I think that's like a huge thing that you did. Like, and like, that's hard to do in high school is like to like look, like sit back and like look and realize like, I can't be friends with these people. And then you start to kind of like freak out and you're like, okay, well, who am I going to be friends with? Mm-hmm. It was hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, but I mean, I'm glad that we're friends now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, like doing it in college, like eh, there's a lot of people. Everyone's doing yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to do that in high school, especially like at our school, when it was, it was very so clicky, yeah, very it was clicky. Like, oh, she's not sitting with them at lunch anymore. <laughs> <What happened? laughs> <That was Yeah. laughs> like very clicky and also very small. So like, you know, it's like, okay, so I'm in that front What group. are my options? <laughs> what are my other <laughs> options? The library. Yeah. <laughs> no, really. Yeah. And it's like, at our school, it was hard to get into another friend group. It was, Because yeah. there was like, you know, of course, there's inside jokes and other things and like mm-hmm. people are already close. But I think our friend group is, honestly, we took people from other yeah. friend groups, so that's how it worked. <laughs> no, it's a tapestry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just started with one person. It just starts with finding one friend who is following the Lord. And you guys can kind of go together. And I think that's what I found in like Michaela and we would, you know, be, I would be able to like really talk to her about the Lord. And then from there I've had a friendship with her and we found other people like you and Gianna and Ange who were all, you know, on the same path in life, you know, and like kind of coming together out of a little bit of a pulling them from each mm-hmm. friend group, but mm-hmm. it worked out and the Lord worked it out. Um, and I'm so grateful for that. And that's a milestone, which neither yeah. one of you really, yeah. brought in your notes but it's a way that god was working mm-hmm. in your life for his purposes long term mm-hmm. another testament to his faithfulness mm-hmm. yeah. that if you're following him he will bless you mm-hmm. and it might not have been like it didn't ha- he didn't have to bless me with a good friend group but um he did and i'm really grateful mm-hmm. for that i'm like really <laughs> like rachel saying really grateful because i remember <laughs> <laughs> senior year um there's a few people we disliked and we went to church together after sleepover and like the testimony was like basically talking about like you shouldn't really be talking about these people in this way and we all looked at each other we're like, like oh, oh we were just talking about e- them last night yeah. at the sleepover <laughs> and it was just um little things like that and just being able to like talk about our faith and talk about like difficult things um with yeah. each other and like we're never like mad at each other and mm-hmm. we're never even if we're like disagreeing on things like we're like respectful and understanding and i think that's like such a it's not rare but i also feel it's like pretty it, rare it's a rare thing being, to find. Being especially such enough. a big yeah, group yeah. of you like yeah. five is a lot mm-hmm. to have that tight of a friendship yeah. yeah and also like on that same app like we did that plan on like the bible app together we should do that again um yeah. but that was like looking back like i kind of like took it a little bit for granted because i was just like oh this is just like a thing but it's like looking back like that was such like an important thing like you know that we went through that together even if it was like a little like five day plan mm-hmm. we were mm-hmm. like all committed to like actually like doing it and you know getting um important like stuff from it listen the bible talks all over the place about the influence of your friendships and your social group and the people that you spend time with. And, um, and so that's kind of, you know, this is, it's again, two sides to the same coin because the Bible calls us to, to draw people to us that are going to uplift our faith. But on the other side, we're not supposed to just live in that bubble. He calls us to go out into the world and, Mm -hmm witness to his truth and so it's that you know same 
two sides of the same experience. Um, but yeah, there's no question that the people that you spend time with influence you for the good or bad. Mm. Um, and yeah, I mean, as a, as a mom, I'm really glad you guys have that friend group. Honestly, it's really good. It's comfort to me, mm. you know, cause I know that she has you guys mm. and you, you can't talk to your mom about everything. You know? I mean, we talk about a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you guys talk to me about a lot, <laughs> which I'm grateful for. But you need to have your girlfriends and like mm. someone who's not your mom mm. to talk to about stuff. And so, yeah, that's huge. I mean, you have a great group, a core group too, a nice, yes. a big gr- core group. Yes, it's it's we enjoy it. And there, I thought about it when um you were talking about how you start to look forward to your study time. You know, it doesn't feel like a chore anymore. You look for the, the way I look forward to Wednesday mm-hmm. nights because I get to see my buddies mm-hmm. and we get to celebrate the Lord together, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And there's something, you know, to having, um, so Jen, you were talking earlier about Hannah and uh, about the, how there's a thread of uh, sameness in some of the experiences of what you see in the Bible, but there's a thread of sameness. This is one of the things that I wanted to um, cultivate here in in these recordings, which is there's a sameness to our testimonies. There's a sameness to our experiences because we serve the same God. Yes, they're customized and, and very um, personal to us, but there's also a sameness. There are, there are core truths. Like when we are faithful to him, he shows up for us. And when we seek him, he will be found by us. And, uh, the ways that he works in and through his word and through the people around us and through the experiences that we have in our church and our home. Um, there's the sameness and that can be really um, edifying to our faith. You know, I, for me, it really is to hear other people's testimony and be like, yeah, that resounds with me. That is, I can, I have, I can relate to that, um, which I think in and, it's, in and of itself, is a reason to have faith. Because when we're all experiencing, this is a little bit like what I said at the beginning, it seemed foolish to me, if you were going to start a faith, to have it be based on brokenness, the brokenness of humankind. But the reason that that resounds is because we all experience it. We all live it. We all have it. We all see it. We've all been hurt by it. And so it's truth that we know in our core. We don't have to be taught that truth. We know that truth. Mm-hmm. And to be able to build on that with the gospel of hope and faith and freedom, there's a sameness there. Mm-hmm. And and I, I think that's a reason, a good reason to believe that, that, this, that what we're doing is truth, that the faith that we have is truth, that the God that we serve is real. Um, when there's a common human experience in in our Christian experience. And along with that, like, um, we know we're too sinful to earn our way to heaven. We know we can't work our way to heaven. Like, I think um, a lot of other religions are like, you need to do this, this, and this, and then you earn your way to heaven. Mm-hmm. But, like, we know, like, we're too sinful. There's no way that I can work myself to the same level as God at all. Right. Um, so I know that, like, that Jesus coming to save me and it's not by any of my works. Like that's one of the most amazing parts to me as well as I can't earn that. I can't do anything. And it's, it's not up to me. It's really not. It's a distinctive of our faith. Mm -hmm. The, the other major world religions have a little bit of a prescription 
But then there's always that question, how much is enough? Mm-hmm. And they don't really answer that question. Mm-hmm. And the dis- one of the distinctives of our faith is that there is a, an acknowledgement of the brokenness and a solution that will work for every person who executes it, mm-hmm. which is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So really good call out. Yeah. It's not that we're comfortable with not being enough. No. We wish no. we were. And that's really the sanctification process is really learning in different ways to let go of trying to control your salvation mm-hmm. and your relationship with God. As true as human brokenness is, humans love to be in control of their own destiny. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's the banging up against of seekers and skeptics who think it's a bunch of rules and don't want to go for that. And it's the banging up against of believers who are trying to journey and mature in their faith who are like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to force myself to read my Bible every day instead of saying, I'm going to allow God to draw me to him every day. You know, those little micro habits that we have to like, over time mature and let go of rules and to-do lists and things that e- whether you were raised in the faith or not, um, the letting go of control over our own salvation. Cause it doesn't just, it's not like you just believe in Jesus and then you're like, Oh, I mean, you are a different person, but behaviors take a long time to change and allowing God to change them. Um, that's why I said it's not really a behavior modification program. It has to start with the gospel and letting you got to change mm-hmm. from the inside. Um, and and then seeing that fruit, seeing that happen when you just said, I know that these people could not have changed their lives on their own. In fact, mm-hmm. my younger daughter, Sophia, was on the last recording and she shared. She was like, there are things I've seen in your mom, in your life, mom. And I know that you that couldn't happen without God. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting. Like, I recognize it. There are certain things that you know you would never have been able to change yourself because you tried. Mm-hmm. You tried behavior modification. You tried new habits. Whatever it is that we're trying to change in our life, if we're trying to muscle through it, mm-hmm. there's, only, there's only so much energy you have to muscle through something. Mm-hmm. And it's like I said before, it's not really sustainable. Mm-hmm. But the root being different, the Lord sustains I um, you just made me think of when your daughter said, "I know, Mom, that could not have happened without the Lord in your life," and by far the biggest influence in my life and in my faith is my mom. Mm. My mom has gone on to glory about twenty years ago, and um, you know how it goes when even when your mom's not. I I still think I hear her calling me. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, the biggest gift that she left was her faith. Mm-hmm. Now, it's amazing how your biggest testimony can be your faith and it can live on way past you, mm-hmm. which is what's happening with my relationship um, with my mother's faith, mm-hmm. if that makes any it sense. It does. Okay. Um, that's what we're hoping for, right? Yeah, and that's the way, and, and see, it changed the way I parent mm-hmm. because my kids are not going to inherit anything. Materially. Materially. Mm-hmm. 
but I want them to feel rich and made powerful by their mother's Mm -hmm. faith, not perfection, faith. My mother was as flawed as anybody can be, but when I think about, like my mother uh, was born in the 30s, so she grew up in the rural South, doing Jim Crow, doing a very horrific time, yet now she ended up here in Philadelphia where she met my dad. And I never, the sweetest, the, I never saw anger or, you know, when I would, as I started to study and learn what that existence was like then, I had to look at her and marvel. Like, how, how does how do this you, come from that? Mm-hmm. Christ. Mm-hmm. Christ. Her mother was the same way, you know, my grandma. And um, she just lived it. Like, she wasn't preachy. She wasn't any of that. She just lived a certain way. Mm-hmm. And everyone knew that, you know. Well, she's the person people in the neighborhood would come to. Ella, I need you to pray for me. Ella, I need you to, you know, just, mm-hmm. she was just that girl, you know. So, and it, it's what a gift. I, I see it like it's a huge gift mm-hmm. that I can still draw on her 20 years after she's gone. Mm-hmm. That, and I, and I aspire to be that. To mm-hmm. the legacy of faith, right? Mm-hmm. And so should you. Like you have to leave this legacy of faith. Yeah, it's priceless. Having kids opens your eyes to that a lot because you have to think to yourself, what What will I give them that can last? And I think if you have a faith experience, you know that money comes and goes, relationships come and go. I will come. My mom died when I was in my 20s. So I even thought I will come and go. Mm -hmm. What can I give them that will sustain them through everything? The only thing is Jesus. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all they need. And I heard you say there's so many reasons why that buffers your faith, that encourages your faith. But it's another one of those moments like how does this person come from that life experience it's divine intervention. And so for me, then it's like, to me, that's not so different. Can, can a person who has peace and faith and joy, who came out of a difficult life experience, different mm-hmm. kinds of life experience, a lot of the same thread, then it's not so unbelievable that Jonah could live in mm-hmm. a whale. You know, uh, to me, it's like if you can live through this, then he can live through that. Because like, do I believe that Jonah could have been swallowed? Yes, because I believe we serve a God who mm-hmm. is supernatural. So he can do whatever he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Um, like whether he was or wasn't, whether it's an allegory or not, the, what is the point of the story? Right. The point of the story is to teach us about who God is and what he's capable of. And and when we take that and we put it next to what, what we've even heard in this circle, 
about lives change, direction completely 180, then that actually is the same story as Jonah, you know? Mm. And so it's through our life experiences and our reading and, and apprehending the Bible that we weave together all the reasons that we believe. Like, I don't think any one of us is like, this is the only reason I believe. Right. I mean, for me, I'm, I'm pretty hardcore about the resurrection. <laughs> like that for me has to be the center of it. But it's not the only reason I believe. I've had personal experiences with the Holy Spirit. I've had personal testimonies of God working in my life in big and small ways. Like a life lived with the Lord and in intimacy with the Lord, the longer you live that life, the more you're going to have um, threads that you weave together into this tapestry that you call your faith. Mm. And so none of us are probably going to hang our hat on one reason. But, but most of us can, can look back and see where God was at work all along and acknowledge who he is and what he did um, in our lives and in the course of history that proves who he is and that he's worth our trust and faith. And I know when, I'm, when I read, um, just like you've embraced Philippians 4 and you Romans 8, like you can read that and know he's talking to you. Oh, that's something, isn't it? Yes. I mean, to read and know that he's talking to you. And to feel it. Yes. It's like when five people go to a sermon and every one of them mm -hmm. takes something different and every one of them says, that sermon was just for me today. Right? Like that hit me so deep. Yeah. And you're like, wait, me too? But in a whole different section, that's the Lord at work in personal ways, yeah. which I hope that people who listen and watch really get what we're saying, which is, I mean, I kind of sometimes feel like, just try it. <laughs> just try it. Like, what's the harm? Yeah, you go down, like, like, just yeah, do it for a year yeah, yeah. and see what happens, you know? Like, yeah, what do you have to lose? Right. So, okay, is there more that you wanted to share? Okay, then I think we'll pray it out. Thank you, God, for the testimony of other believers, which strengthens our faith. Thank you for giving us solid, testable reasons to know that you are real, that the Bible is real and true, that your son lived and died and was raised. Thank you for giving us enough to hold on to so that it's not just about blind faith, but that there are real reasons that we can hang our hat on to know that what we are walking forward in faith is truth. Um, I ask that you would multiply the benefits of these testimonies uh, beyond what we've experienced here, the four of us. Thank you for what we have experienced, but Lord, bring it to the ears of many that they would be strengthened and one for your son and for his glory. And in his name we pray. Amen. Hi again, it's Paige. Thanks again for joining us in our study today. We hope that you found some great truths to apply to your life and encouragement for your faith as you continue to mature in your walk with Jesus. We here at Study With Friends are modeled more like a small group. We want to encourage you to continue your growth through the local church. If you don't have a church home, we encourage you to find one where the Bible is taught in every situation. Study With Friends is a completely donor-supported ministry. And if we have blessed you, would you consider donating to us? Monthly partnerships are particularly helpful, but no amount is too small. 
We'd also love to stay connected. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can stream us on the go wherever you are with iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. And now you can watch the ladies on YouTube. If all that seems to be a bit too much for you, feel free to email us. You can find our email address on our website, studywithfriends.org. While you're there, you can check out a myriad of other resources we have that are all free for you. We hope you have a great week and we'll see you next time when we study with friends.